We mentioned Matty Elliott, Ray, too, as obviously being the uh, on the Dragons coaching staff. But the, one of the reasons we have got him on is that his father served in World War Two, And we thought, given Anzac Day is tomorrow, mm. that it would be a very appropriate time for Matt to come on and, and discuss Anzac Day, what it means to him, what it meant to his family, and uh, you know what the game means to him tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. And I think Matty is on the line. Matt, good morning. G'day, Ray. G'day, Dean. Hope you're well, gents. We certainly are, Matt, and we'll just discuss, I don't know if you heard it, about this iconic fixture tomorrow. I've been to a few of them now, and they are really, as Dino said, spine-tingling stuff for all Australians and New Zealanders. This day means a lot, and you've been a part of this game, of this Anzac Day game, not only as a player, but as a coach. It, there's something special about it, Matt. Yeah, it's fantastic, the event that, you know, we've got to pay some credit to the NRL and also our, our community that that this Anzac Day now was really kept commemorated in a way that mm. shows great respect for the people that have served our country. It was probably, when I was a young kid, it wasn't so cool, Anzac Day, because it was a little bit, there was a few people that were a little bit anti it. So it's good to see it evolve in this way and, you know, the, our, our people that have served our nation acknowledged in such a fantastic manner. Funny you mention that, Matt, because I, when I left high school, I actually joined the Air Force and my very first Anzac Day was 1981 and we marched through George Street and back then there was an anti-sentiment against people in uniform for the Defence Forces and we were seriously, Matt, spat on, etc. And I grew up in a Defence Force family. My father was in the Air Force as well and so was my mother and it sort of shocked me but within a decade when I got out of the Air Force by 1990 that had all turned around and this day has become a sacred day for all Australians now. I think Dino summed it up perfectly before. It it means something to all Australians. There's an honour and a respect now for what um, uh, so many people did, including your father, the sacrifices that they've made for our country. Yeah, it's moved from... I think people misunderstand. It's not a celebration mm. of war. Mm. You know, it's not it's that. A, it's, it's, it's a celebration. A yeah, it's a sacrifice. respect for the people mm. that served our country to allow us to lead the life that we lead now. I... I I get it, but I'm so proud that as a nation we've evolved our thinking, you know, to be able to, you know, again, as I said, celebrate th- this event like we do now. Now, Matty, it's extra special for you. Reginald mm. Elliott, or I think you know him as Robert. He is your father, or was your father. He served in World War Two. Yeah. And his mum actually helped uh, put up his age so he could yeah. go at 17 years old. Extraordinary. Yeah, you know, the, wasn't an uncommon thing. You know, you got to understand that then that that it was seen as an adventure, and he was a young Pato boy. Um, and that, back in the day, when Pato wasn't uh, as affluent as it is now, and yeah, so it's extraordinary to think if you reflect on yourself being a seventeen-year-old and mm. you know putting your age up to go and serve. And I I don't really know if they un well, he understood all the all the guys that did that understood what they were getting themselves in for, but. Uh, yeah, pretty incredible when you you know reflect on that. Did he talk much about those conflicts that he did face? I think he served in Borneo, for instance, which was a real a real hot spot in World War Two, as well as New Guinea, etc. Did he talk much about his experiences in war, Matt? No, just just like putting his age up. It's, and I've talked to a lot of other people that have had dads that served. The war was never discussed in my family, you know, around my family. Um, and when I got his war record, 
when I was in Canberra, uh, 50 years after the war, we could get all the war records, and I got it deciphered. Like you said, I found out where he served, and when they talk about a high-contact area, I didn't really understand what that meant, mm. um, and I guess we'll never understand. I'd probably prefer not to, but what, what you learn is, is that a lot of his comrades would have uh, not survived, but to stay alive, you know, you would have you would have certainly had to uh, be uh, firing at the the the, um, the enemy, mm. seen as the enemy, which were a bunch of young men as well. So I don't, I can understand why you wouldn't be bringing that to the dinner table. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I spoke to you yesterday off air, and I hope I get this right. Your father passed away when you were quite young. You were thirteen. Uh, yeah. When you look back and find out what he achieved in the armed forces, yet he wasn't around to share that with. I mean, it's incredibly sad in, in some ways, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to get a little rattled by it because he was such a, he was a fit man, um, you know, still played first grade basketball and touched footy as a as a 53-year-old. Um, yeah, he obviously had me at 40, so it was, it was, I was a, probably a bit of a late child as well, but yeah, he was someone that never raised his voice and all that sort of stuff. So when you, as I say, you start to reflect on, you know, why why someone who was so fit and, you know, balanced passed away early, then you start to look at their war record, you start adding, you know, one and one together and understanding that that could have certainly been a contributing factor. But yeah, as said, that that's probably not just confined to me and you can choose to be, you know, I mean, I guess, Sad about it, but I, you know, it's a little bit like what we, my thinking's evolved like the nation has. Mm. Can't help but be anything else but proud of what he did for our country. Albeit, I don't think he did it with a great level of awareness. Yeah, and you should be mad, and uh, certainly um, he's left a wonderful legacy. And and for all those servicemen who served during war and in conflict, um, honour and respect to them on Anzac Day. I know a, a football game can't be compared to War Mountain. I'm not trying to do that at all. But the Anzac Day clashes between the Roosters and the Dragons, uh, they are terrific battles, aren't they? And they're absorbing contests because both teams, and you've played in this game, you've coached in this game, you'll be assistant coach with the Dragons tomorrow. It means so much to both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's a reflection of what they've made out of the event. You know, and like the, even the ceremony before it, if you're not if you're not engaged in that, and you know the, every hair on the back of your neck's not standing up, and you've got tingles, haven't got tingles going down your you know your face mm-hmm. and your spine, you know I, I congratulate you for it because it's a you know it's a really moving event. I'm I, I'm so proud of the way that you know our young players have engaged in it and, and the way that they've actually brought me into the event. I've, I've heard you know roosters. Dragons players and you know other players interviewed about it. And I, I'm I'm really proud of the way that our, our young people are respecting the past. So I, I would just say this to everyone as well: is that it's great doing the event, but just if you see a service person, if you just all you need to do is say thank you. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it means so much to them if you can just go up to them and say, well, "I really appreciate what you've done." It does may sound insignificant, but it means a lot to them. It certainly does, mate. It's a lovely thing to call out to if you see a serviceman as you say just say thank you it's 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 so small isn't it matters mm. you say but it's so significant to them and those that have served just moving on to the game Matty I'll, I'll pick your football brain you've always had a wonderful footy brain clearly you think the Dragons will win but how do you see the game unfolding yeah 
look, what we know about this is the game's different mm. on this occasion because you've got to add the emotion into it and you know the the whole the whole ceremony around it and the event that it's become. So that elevates the players. You know, energy levels as well. So I think it's going to be a really physical game. You know, obviously the middle third of the field, both teams have fairly strong packs. So I think that that's going to be one of the key features of this game is, is that how those players in the middle of the field who dominate that part of the, mm. the, the game, and that with the with the weather hopefully remaining as it is at the moment, then we'll get to see some free flowing footy on the back of that. So. I think it's going to be a really exciting, close match. Uh, Matty, for Dragons fans listening, we've seen what a win can do, for instance, to the Tigers, and they've backed that up last night against South Sydney after beating Parramatta on Easter Monday. The Dragons had a much-needed win against the Knights, 21-16, in Round 6. What has that done for the playing group in this week in the build-up to this huge clash with the Roosters tomorrow? Yeah, I think everyone understands this, even whether it's in your own work life or family life. When you've been through some adversity and you get you get a victory, it just allows you to drop your shoulders a little bit and it allows you to you know refocus on the things that you do really well. So it has you know last week's performance was certainly one that was required, and you know, the playing group really understood that they weren't going to blow a team off the park. They had to find a, a gritty way to win. And I'm pretty sure that that sums up tomorrow as well. Is is that you know for the Dragons to get the victory, it's going to have, we're going to have to be prepared to really grind hard against a, an opposition that's growing. So yeah. you know, we, we certainly need to uh, not allow them to grow through this game. It's going to be a fantastic contest to watch Dragons and the Roosters. Also, the Storm and Warriors at 6.05pm, also a fantastic contest. Matt, look, really appreciate you coming on and, and giving a little bit of of what your father did for our country during war. Um, uh, he's a hero to you, I know, no doubt, and to your family, but also to a nation, all our diggers who did us proud in war and who paid the ultimate sacrifice, tomorrow is the day to remember them. Matt, thanks so much for coming on the show, and a best of luck with the Dragons tomorrow. Yeah, really appreciate the opportunity, Ray. Have a great day, Dean, and uh, see you out at the footy. We'll be there tomorrow. Thanks, so much, thanks Matty. There's Matty Elite, assistant coach for the Dragons, and, and he spoke from the heart there about his father, and a lot of people tomorrow get that opportunity to think back on their fathers and their grandfathers and the ultimate sacrifices that they've made for our country, Dean. Roosterman's text in, Ray, echoing those thoughts. Boys, my grandfather was killed in World War II and my son was born on the 25th of April, the full cycle. Mm. Uh, I see it as a day of uh, remembrance and a day of celebration. Totally agree with what Bulldog said. I tear up thinking about the last post tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah.